I am delighted to bring you what I am sure will be yet another exciting and thought-provoking discussion with one of the featured speakers at the upcoming Conscious Life Expo, coming right up February 22nd in Los Angeles. This is one of my favorite UFO researchers, by the way, who also happens to be a friend and an esteemed colleague, and that is Mr. Grant Cameron. Hey, Grant, welcome back to Higher Journeys. How are you, man? Well, thanks, Alexis. I have pleasure to be on and honored to speak to you again. Oh, always an honor to speak with you and to hang out with you. And I'm looking forward to doing that in Los Angeles. But listen, I have to say, I swear you must be bilocating or teleporting or something, because it seems that these days you are absolutely everywhere. What is going on now that's got you hopping around so much? Well, I, I've got the disclosure story, which I always call the rat hole story that I've tried so many times to get out of it, but I keep getting dragged back in because I've been involved with this story since the early 1980s. And I've been involved with all these sort of government drops of documents and people inside the government leaking material. So I, I've got that going and I've got some new material. People are feeding me material. There's all sorts of new disclosures coming up, people talking um, even this morning, I had another big thing about where this whole thing is supposed to be headed, and I'm hmm. going to do an interview. But there's that. But my main thing since 2012 has always been the consciousness thing. Yes. And um, I was asked to do an article for the free um, second book, the um, for Free Foundation, and uh, on contact modalities. And I had gotten into this um, myself, knowing that there are various ways to sort of get into the field, to get information. And I believe that the material you're gonna get out of the field is gonna be more accurate than the conscious mind, that if you can shut the conscious mind down. And so I started on this article for them, and I suddenly came up with 75 contact modalities. Hmm. I realized like there are all sorts of different ways that people have used um, to get into the field, to shut down the, the conscious ego, left brain, whatever you wanna call it. So that's really sort of kept me um, busy and uh, maybe in another month, you and I can talk about an experiment that, that yes. it came to me that, that may actually um, change the world. I mean, I, I was talking to people, I said, like, this is Nobel Prize stuff, if this actually works. And it, it will sort of verify the fact that the, um, the world is not the nuts and bolts place people think it is. Absolutely. It is much more controlled by consciousness. And, and you and I have been down this road, but the, the thing is to give something on paper to the scientific community who wants some sort of verification of this, that it's all nonsense until you can prove it. And and what I'm proposing to do will be duplicatable, it'll be on paper, and anybody can go and do the same experiment and have the same result. Well, let me tell you, of course, you you, you and I both know that we had a little conversation about that before we got on the air, and uh, that for, for good reasons, uh, Grant will not be able to go into any details right now, but I do guarantee you, folks, this is huge if, in fact, it works out. I really have to give you so much credit for your courage in, in really going to the heart of all of this and really putting the consciousness as, a, as, as the uh, the real the nucleus of all of this and the way you're going about it is really admirable but you know th this is going to be about consciousness our conversation and i would imagine that for the foreseeable future it will be because it's still such a uh, difficult thing to parse and yet it's so in our face and you know in fact it was in our last uh, on camera interview at contact in the desert last year i'll never forget where you said i'm going to quote you quote if we understand the consciousness aspect of this phenomenon and this is not just about ets or ufos but how this reality really works, you will realize that we are in the Super Bowl of all stories. 
And if you thought that the Super Bowl that we just had not so long ago where the Patriots won, yes, I'm in New England. <laughs> if you thought that was exciting, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> yeah, I but agree. And, yeah, and, and, and you and I were discussing before that you were going down the same road. And it's like, yeah. is this synchronicity? And it's like, are we tapping into the field together? Thing Hmm. that that we we it's understandable. This is not some crazy theory that when you do the research you're doing or the research I'm doing, you go like, oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But here's what I want to ask you in keeping with the Super Bowl theme. Of course, that was a bit you know play on words, of course, but still apropos. Is this a game? This game certainly hasn't been decided yet. If it is. Is this some sort of a sport, do you think, for some faction in all of this? What, what it, it, Most importantly, there are two questions I want, want to ask. Is, uh, is this, at some level, a game? And if it is, who's going to win here, you think? Oh, I, th- I think we win. I mean, to me, to me, it's always personally been a game because, as I described, I had a sighting, in, a bunch of sightings in 1975, and um, nobody would publish the book I had. Nobody was interested in what I was doing. And I was the only thing I was interested in then is who had the answer to what I had seen. And so to me, I was very good playing chess when I was a kid. And to me, it's always been a game. It's like mm. uh, this, you can figure this thing out. And I think we're actually winning. I mean, I think we're very close to the end. I think that um, we have the the material that, that can prove this kind of stuff. And, and, and it is true that if you understand the consciousness aspect of this whole thing, then you realize that um, this is this is big. This is explaining reality. This is not just explaining some little uh, craft that flies around or whatever. This explains why we came into the world uh, and what we're supposed to be doing here and what happens when we leave. It's 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 it encompasses everything. And that's what people don't realize when they talk about UFOs. They don't realize it has this very uh, deep religious uh, philosophical underpinning to it. Mm hmm. As I'm listening to you, I again, you know, all of us that are in this field of research of trying to understand, okay, the UFO ET phenomenon is one spoke on the wheel. But really, the biggest question of all, Grant, is what is consciousness? This is, of course, what everyone's asking. What I say is, what isn't consciousness? Um, and yet it eludes so many of us still to understand the dynamic that drives absolutely every component of reality, not just in this dimension, but perhaps in infinite dimensions, if there are such a thing. But I want to, I'm so upset that we could only do about 30 minutes today. Yeah. Uh, we will, of course, continue the conversation. But so I want to dive right into one aspect, one modality, one that you're calling a com, uh, contact modality. It has to do with Epileptic seizures. This is completely intriguing to me. And I know you've dropped a little bit of information on something that uh, you're working on in in terms of perhaps connecting some cases of of epilepsy, not only with the contact phenomenon, but with out-of-body experiences. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, the the epileptic seizure goes to um, the the whole idea that uh, a lot of contact modalities have to do with trauma. And with brain injury, so you have some of the big um, psychics of the of the past had head injuries. Uh, you get um, if you've followed Diane Hennessy Powell's research with uh, nonverbal autistics, so that'll be all be left brain damage, uh, where these kids are telepathic, where she has this one girl who hit 162 numbers telepathically correct. So it's in that that sort of uh, field where uh, you see brain injury, especially in the left frontal lobe. Hmm. Uh, where epilepsy, a lot of this comes from, 
uh, that it has its its bad side in terms of the epileptic seizures, but it, these people start to report huge amounts of out-of-body experience, uh, telepathy, precognition, and stuff like that. And then you you go back and you say, oh, it's the same thing. It's the same sort of mm. fact that that it's um, the brain is a sender receiver, and that when you when, it's almost like hitting the radio, or in the old days when the, when the um, you know the signal wasn't coming in right, you hit the radio and it sort of gets the signal back on. It's that kind of thing that it's a very sensitive um, sender receiver and that when you when you have an injury inside the brain, at, at some point it actually ends up um, breaking the filter because what's happening is you have the brain and you have um, a filter that's created by the conscious mind and there are these various injuries and traumas that will rip the filter almost like psychedelics the idea that you know psychedelics will rip the filter open and you'll pop into the other into the other field or whatever it is and so it's the same sort of thing it's it's um, the the fact that um, there are various ways to get there and I have like 75 of them but epilepsy falls into that category of uh, brain injuries um, and and you go into the savants all these savants, where are they getting this thing? It's all, it's all these brain injury, and they have this ability to say, in the next 40,000 years, how many days, how many years will uh, Easter fall on April the 3rd? Mm -hmm. And the guy will just rattle them off one after another. I mean, that's coming out of the field. There's no way that person is calculating, and, and we even have proof that they're not calculating. So that's that's the whole thing. And, and epilepsy was one of the latest ones that I got because I was sort of looking at this brain injury thing and this, and then suddenly it started popping up with this epilepsy thing of a lot of people that have this condition who are reporting uh, paranormal experiences. That's fascinating. It makes me think of something that I have looked into. Now, this is not necessarily associated with trauma, but still something having to do with a, a, a rewiring or an absence of... Um, well, I won't even say an absence. I'll just say a rewiring of the senses. This is the connection, perhaps, between synesthetes, people that have synesthesia exactly. and contact experiences. Is that one of the areas that you've, you're looking into yeah. as part of the yeah. 75? And I've okay. worked with Maureen uh, Seberg on this yes. quite a bit. And she's actually working now with uh, Sean Harabance, if you remember. He was doing research. They had him in um, the Laurentian University in Canada. And she's doing an article on him for uh, Psychology Today. And uh, here you have a guy who uh, has synesthesia, and uh, it was reported the top three remote viewers in the, the program had synesthesia, and you start seeing this association. A hair bounce has this unbelievable ability to read people and read photographs, and he holds, he holds the photographs. He's better when he holds the photographs in his left hand, which means his mm. right brain. Yes. And you have research was done with him where you have these bizarre things that show it's not just the brain, it's, it's much more complex, that his, he actually, him and the subject, their brains actually go into uh, a synchronistic uh, pattern where they're exactly the same. And this is goes back to uh, rapid image cycling that was used by the Bankson method. The same thing that the healer and the person being healed, the brain will suddenly, both brains will suddenly start showing exactly the same pattern at exactly the same time. So you you start to look at it, and the when you go down these roads of of just assuming that these people are telling the truth, that this research is there, you can see all these associations 
that there are ways that we can actually tap into the field by by following these things rather than looking hmm. at it as as disabilities you say yes it has a disability aspect to it but th- when you see these people have these abilities then you realize that you can actually find something that's that's that will help humanity by studying this condition absolutely you know something just occurred to me i think i just had a little epiphany uh as you were talking about this we're talking about grant trauma perhaps disassociation in extreme cases being the conduit for contact or extraordinary experience of all kinds. And, you know, I can't help but think about, and you out there listening in the Higher Journeys audience know, I hear from so many of you that are writing me saying, Alexis, I've had this experience that I've never had before, or I think I've had contact. Anomalous experiences seem to be in excess these days. There is a burgeoning of this phenomena. And I have to wonder Let's look at just on a macro level, the state of our world and the collective trauma that so many of us are going through just by virtue of the the insanity of this planet right now. Could that be perhaps an opener for why so many more, because I really do believe more people are having anomalous uh, encounters of all kinds now more than ever. Let's juxtapose those two things. The fact that we're living in an upside down world, which is causing trauma individually and en masse, and this idea that more people are having encounters of all kinds. Yeah, yeah, there would be that. That effect is for sure. There's also the effect that since we had CPR, you have out-of-body experiences started in the 1970s when you can bring people back and extend life to this sort of very edge of, of, of before you die. And you see this, and uh, a lot of people will report their experience started with an out-of-body experience. Like 37% of all experiencers uh, report near-death experience. And right. a lot of them will say that's when it started. Chris Bledsoe, for example, uh, he had two near-death experiences, and in both, the uh, the beings appeared, and and this was tied in. And so you, you have that, you have... Um, the 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 MK Ultra type stuff where uh, you can see the government is starting to catch on to this and uh, hopefully we figure it out before they do or make it public before they do, but there is there's a lot of um, things. Even I even go to the thing where you start looking at different elements of the UFO abduction experience where people on the 39% of all people on board the ship will say they were shown the screen and I always say well why do you think they showed them the screen? Oh I think they were testing my emotions. There may yeah. be the fact that this is forcing the person to dissociate plus you're giving a message you're saying you're destroying the world but they're just absolutely scaring the daylights out of people with this screen thing where they're showing the devastation of the earth and stuff and that may help the person to dissociate Mm. so that they can interact in this sort of a psychic non-local world and so you start looking at everything in a different perspective whereas we would say this is terrible they're they're scaring people they're doing this they're doing that and you see the whole world differently when you realize that trauma and dissociation actually have positive effects and that it in a reincarnation world it's all experience there is no really good or bad it's just experience and that some of the experiences we see in this world as being very evil are the things that may turn this world around that's paradoxical and yet powerful at the same time you know when we again we're we're kind of focusing and honing in on this idea of trauma and i can't help but uh think about the the talk as you know i just gave a talk in australia about um, the possibility of maybe billions of people having contact and not being aware of it. And I went into sort of my case of the methods by which not the just the methods, but the clues that this may be the case, one of which, 
as daunting and hideous as this may be, is this idea of childhood sexual abuse, that right. form of trauma. Uh, and in many cases, in some cases at least, disassociation may be bringing on uh, the likelihood of ET contact. Absolutely, especially when you see mediums. There have actually been studies done of Brazilian mediums where it's very high, very high percentage. And so you, you have that uh, connection that, that shows that, yes, there is this sort of uh, thing. And we were talking about the MK Ultra experiments that were done, you know, and and it, it's true that, that it has this uh, sort of a, a negative take, but it, it you'll see these people popping out all over the place. Or we talked about multiple personality people that I really just got into in the last couple of months because they have the same thing. They have these bizarre paranormal things that happen around them where they're able to speak other languages where their eye colors are changing and stuff like that and that is like almost 100 percent childhood abuse issues mm, where yes. ch children split very easily and it, so you say well it's a bad thing and it's a very disruptive thing but th that's what the body does it, i so i say it shouldn't be called uh, it should be called a condition rather than uh, you know a disability because the body is helping the child it's actually creating these alternate identities to help absorb the pain but when you get into all this these weird sort of phenomena you see the same thing over again you see a dissociation you see esp you see telepathy you see out of body experience you see uh, people speaking different languages all sorts of paranormal phenomena and there definitely is a link and the more the more uh, you look at it the more I, I get now I'm up to 75 contact modalities and i say in almost every single one dissociation or trauma is is in the sentence. Join us for the 17th annual Conscious Life Expo, February 22nd through the 25th in Los Angeles. This is the largest consciousness event of its kind, with 200 exhibitors and over 150 lectures, workshops, and special events. Hear from leading speakers and teachers, including Marianne Williamson, David Wilcock, Anita Morjani, Nassim Harriman, Eric Von Daniken, Linda Moulton Howe, and Deborah King. Visit ConsciousLifeExpo.com to secure your place for the transformational event of the year. You've hit on something big, man. I mean, really, really big. My head is swimming right now with, with thoughts on the so many different subcategories, or not categories, but uh, clues that may add credence to what you're talking about. I'm thinking about this whole idea of extreme emotion. Again, we've got scenarios in which an individual is completely traumatized, rape cases, let's just say, all sorts of abuse, childhood and otherwise. But let's just talk about the act of emotion and emoting. I've always likened the word emotion with in motion. When people are in a state of high emotion, things move, things start to happen, including phenomena. I, 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 I'm thinking of, I know many out there, and I'm sure you're familiar with this idea of people speaking in tongues. This is yep. typically associated with uh, devout uh, people in religion. Uh, speaking in, um, going into fits of high emotion, and all of a sudden they're speaking a different language. Have you looked into that at all? Oh yeah, I mean that, and and, and that, or, and the channeling where you have you know very famous experiences you haven't really talked about it. Who will say you know I was regressed and suddenly I started to to channel? You're, it's sort of like you're popping out with the emotion thing. You're, it's the same thing. It's it's the shutting down 
the regular brain, the, the one we think that is running the show, that it's very rational, it's very, you know, calm and this sort of stuff. And when you get into these sort of high emotion states or these these states where uh, the person is thinking about something else, that's where this idea of rapid image cycling comes, where they teach you to flip a thousand images in your head of ego based images. And it's basically sending the the rational analytical brain out for coffee. And all these states are, are doing the same thing. They're basically shutting this down the sort of the ego mind that that runs the world and uh, you end up in a in a almost in a different world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Again, I just keep thinking there are a lot more people perhaps having some semblance of these experiences may obviously don't know what's happening to them or the mechanism by which this is happening. And you're really delving into that. I think this is going to have mass appeal. Absolutely. Can yeah. you name a few of the other modalities that would be? I know you can't name all seventy-five, but if you could just give us a okay, taste. Okay, well, I'll just I'll just give alien abduction is is of course the one. Fever, uh, we know like drumming, pain, um, music, sensory de deprivation, lack of sleep, fasting, uh, brain injury is is a big one. Uh, brain disease is a big one when you're looking at the savants. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Near-death experience, of course, because of the CPR stuff, out-of-body experiences, um, uh, terminal lucidity is a big one. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to drag people, and then you suddenly get these people with Alzheimer's who suddenly pop, pop, and they're they're as lucid as as can be. Uh, death around death, there's a lot mm -hmm. uh, that things have happened that, that around death. Um, I mean, my father had his father come to him two days before he died. Uh, you have people having the, the near-death experience. You have people who are predicting their death. You have all these very bizarre things, clock stopping, uh, shamanism, face-to-face uh, -face encounters is, is one of the contact modalities where, where they're actually doing it. Or like, for example, where they're leaving crop circles. So I say the metals, you, this big thing on the metals now where um, people are looking at this metal. I say it's it's, similar, it's almost like a like a message. It's it's like a crop circle. All it's going to teach you is that something's weird. We're not alone. Something's going on. It really doesn't give you the answer to anything. We have, and you go back into the old days. You have uh, hypnotic regression or meditation or seances. Uh, you know, uh, aerial religious visions. Uh, even sightings are a method of contact modality. Yes, contacting us. Because you don't need lights on ships, so they do that. You have the crop circles, the metals, the uh, uh, infrared. Where it's at, at Skinwalker Ranch, they were using um, infrared, and they started to pick up these portals. So you can, if we can move yourself out of this little limited field of vision that we have and move into the other spectrums, a lot of this is happening in, in different spectrums. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the, the people used um, radio in the 1950s to talk to aliens, uh, aliens numerous times, the, the famous Colin Andrews at the beginning of the crop circles where the TVs are taken over for six minutes in Great Britain, hmm. where this message from the aliens comes across. And then I have the tools. We have, you know, headbands that, that, that link into this... Um, uh, Schumann's resonance. This is a big thing that that was discovered in in Laurentian University. Yes, is mm -hmm. that when a psychic is hitting Ingo Swan, they had him in, in the lab. When Ingo Swan was hitting his targets, his mind, his brain was was hitting Schumann's resonance, seven point eight one, and um, so that this is this connection. So they built these headbands that they put with people to create this seven point eight one frequency, and these people suddenly became psychic. We have brain stimulation in in Australia where they actually uh, stimulate the left uh, frontal lobe and they basically shut it down 
and people become like savants. They can take a look at 120 dots on a screen and tell you instantly how many dots there are. This is something that savants can do. And huh. uh, some of the other tools are Ouija boards uh, that people use. And there's actually some a bizarre story that I'll tell at Conscious Life Expo about a producer from Toronto. And they had sort of a Ouija board that was in contact with, it's sort of built for aliens. And she had this unbelievably bizarre experience. Spirit boxes people use. Mm-hmm. And then you get into magic sigils, people using sigils uh, as, as, a, as a method dousing. Uh, you Dowsing, know, yeah. orders in terms of talking to, to spirit beings. So it's not just aliens, it's spirit beings, it's higher self. Sure. There's all these things that live in that field. Absolutely. So people say, I'm talking to ghosts, it's different. No, no, it's it's almost like Bashar says, we come to you in your dreams because now you're in our world. So yeah, even mm. dreams is one where you have this contact modality. A lot of people will say, I wasn't abducted, but they're talking to me in my dreams. Tarot cards, crystal balls, uh, using black mirrors, uh, blood, oil, like to look at the, the, the sheen on top of it, uh, ghost probes, uh, uh, candles, incense, where you're forcing the brain to sort of shut down. Uh, there's just so many of them that 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 it, when you start looking at them, there's just one after another, one after and the they other. all have the same sort of thing. It's the ability to shut down the ego mind, and once you do that, the filter opens, and suddenly, uh, as I said in, in one of my proposals, we aren't in Kansas anymore. Suddenly, you're in a different world, and people use different types of modalities. So you, you and I use different modalities. I've had about three experiences where I've sort of was in the field, and I use a different modality. And whether you get it from being abused as a child and and being dissociated that way and becoming a medium or whether you learn it through meditation or one of these right. other techniques. Uh, people are using def- different techniques, but the, all of the techniques work, and, and you have to figure out which one you can use and realize that everything, all the answers to everything are in the field. And if you can learn to do it, why would you not try to tap the field? Why Absolutely. would you not try to go into the field? That's that's the key to this whole thing. Oh, boy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> As you were going, it's exciting. It's almost it like is very exciting of, of a major discovery in yeah. terms of, and it's just to get it across to the the sort of the materialistic science world that still believes this is all woo woo stuff. I think we're we're making headways now with quantum physics that everybody's starting to realize those consciousness people they may be right. This this may have something to do with consciousness. I have a feeling that some of those people, I'm going to go ahead and say it, that are dismissing it out of hand and calling consciousness woo-woo, I have a feeling that some of them know full well it's not. But that's yeah. another discussion entirely. That's yeah. another discussion we're going to have to leave for another time. And I'm looking at the time and we're out of it. So listen, Beautiful. Grant, I know this talk is going to be off the charts and I'm going to be there. I will make sure that I'm there in that audience to, to hear all about it. Listen, everyone, if you'd like to check out Grant at the Conscious Life Expo, be sure to hurry and get over to ConsciousLifeExpo.com where you can pick up your tickets and get the entire schedule breakdown. There's so much happening, as you know, 150 lectures, workshops, special events, 200 plus exhibitors. This is the Consciousness Conference. You cannot miss us, folks. And I'm sure looking forward to being there and to hang out with you, Grant. So until then, thank you, my friend, for joining me today. You are necessary. (laughs) Thank you. I, I was honored. We'll talk to you real soon. And we'll talk to you soon, everyone in the Higher Journeys audience. You take care.